Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jeff, Pastor Robbie, and William Turpin. Hello, Faith Church, and welcome to another Thursday podcast. This is Jeff here. I am joined today by Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Hey, guys. Good to have you on Thursday again, Robbie. It's been a while. I don't normally make it on a Thursday, so uh, yeah, it is, it's good to be here, especially today. It is a very special day because we have a very special guest with us. Everybody, welcome William Turpin to the podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Glad that you're here with us today, Will. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. On this balmy Wednesday. Today we are recording on Wednesday, and I have to just say briefly that it is Canada Day. So all the Canadians listening, happy oh, Canada Day. Canada. Thank Do you, you sing the national anthem on Canada Day? Uh, we assume. sing it. We sing it every day. Sing it but. every day. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so in Canada today they're all off like we would be on the 4th. That's a great it's a good fun day there. Probably just as balmy as it is here. But yeah, William, we're really excited that you could be here. I'm really excited to be here. So, Will, I would love for you to start. Some, a lot of people um, might recognize you as uh, the, the person who was baptized on this last Easter Sunday. So, um, so to some of you, his, his name might sound familiar. Uh, and you may have heard a little bit, just a few minutes of his story um, that he gave in his testimony there. But I would love to give you a chance to expand on that a little bit. So would you mind starting by just telling us a little bit about yourself and, and, and your story? Well, um, I've never really been a churchy person or I was never brought up in a church. And um, when I started dating my wife, um, her parents have always been involved and um, I started going with them and I kind of fell out and fell out of going to church, that is. And um, some one day we, we have a kid named Thaddeus, he's four years old and he... Um, he asked me to come to church with him and Bum Bum, which is my father-in-law. And uh, when your kid asks you, you can't really say no. I mean, you're not a monster. Yeah, right? I'm not so, a monster. <laughs> so, can, I, can I ask a question in that? What What was your, you said you didn't really have a lot of church experience growing up. What What was your impression of Christians or church before, um, before your son invited you to come participate? To be honest, like it was a book club with one book. Okay. And I didn't really understand it. Why are these people so into this one book, huh? Yeah. And it's interesting now looking at it and, you know, foresight. It's it's crazy hmm. what that book includes, the Bible. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome book, as it yeah, turns it out. Is, it is an awesome book. Awesome. So, okay, so your boy invites you to come to church. You don't want to tell him no. So what what happens from from there? Um, I started going uh, attending faith, and then um, it's a uh, started going weekly, and then from there, um, I felt the sermons were they're really great, and I was thinking, oh, these are some really great morals, and you know, people could actually learn something from this. But I didn't really um, I didn't grasp the whole faith aspect of it and the believing aspect of it until Robbie did a sermon um, in the beginning of December and then um, I actually connected with Robbie and we went and sat at a Starbucks and 
had one of the most crazy signs ever. We talked for about two and a half hours and we're getting ready to leave. And there's a older fellow there that walked out of the building and then walked back in and said, if you listen to this guy pointing to Robbie, listen to this guy and you'll learn something. And a common theme throughout that whole thing was, you know, I wanted a sign that God was real and faith is real and that I should be pursuing it and this guy was a pastor he'd been ordained for what do you say like 40 years or something yeah, like that time. he's getting ready for getting ready to retire yeah and uh i i mean that's pretty crazy sign i mean it is someone you don't know walking up to you yeah <laughs> Just... and he he worked he worked next to us for almost the full two hours that we were there and then he literally walked out of the building and then walked back in because he felt compelled to say something to me and you you know it's just crazy it was it was a pretty extraordinary interaction because we we spent a good point as you said you, you, you we spent a good portion of that conversation with you saying i just i feel like if god's real there would be some sort of sign some something would happen and 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 i had said like well you'll know it's a thing when it's a thing right like there's it won't it won't be something you're having to like conjure up or or try to like look at every little detail and go well is that the sign is that the sign i had i had just with with uncharacteristic confidence just told you like you'll know when it's the thing like god i believe god will make that clear to you yeah and then within 30 minutes this guy walks up and and says hey god wants you to follow him which for all the listeners out there it doesn't typically work that quickly or that overtly, but but sometimes God is uh, is extra gracious in in just saying like nope you're mine I'm after you and I and I don't want you to have any doubt in that so that was a that was we were both pretty blown away by that yeah it was pretty experience. wild so you you responded almost immediately to that and and decided that you needed to see what the scripture was all about. Would you mind explaining what your rather ambitious goal that you set for yourself was? Um, I think within a week of that happening, I started a 90-day whole Bible study, and I read the Bible in 90 days. Which I'm sure all of us can relate to (laughs) and have experienced regularly, the 90-day cover-to-cover Bible plan. Is that a joke? Including, that is definitely a joke. Yes, right. that is. Including <laughs> Numbers and Leviticus and all of those books. Yeah, whole the whole thing. Um, yes, that is not something that uh, that is typically the first response to, hey, I think God might be after me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plow through the whole Bible in 90 days. But but uh, share a little bit about what, what was that experience like? What were some of the things that you gleaned from that? Uh, first thing that I want to point out there was um, I figured that I spent 24 years of my life not having this in my life, so I needed to immerse myself mm. completely and fully mm. and try to learn something. Um, but from there, I mean, listening to the sermons and then reading the Bible, and I mean, it was a daily thing for 90 days. It really got you in touch with I mean, just with everything, really. And I'm not a big reader, so, I mean, it was hard for me to sit down and read every day, but then that has turned into, I now 
sit down every morning and read the Bible every morning before before I do anything. I make coffee and I sit on the couch and read the Bible, start my day. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of information in there. There definitely is. There's two two things that you pointed out that I think are worth highlighting. That that idea of what what made most sense to you is I need to immerse myself in this. This isn't something that I just kind of get little snippets of once a week or occasionally. Like you felt like if I'm really going to understand this, if I'm going to grasp this, I need to immerse myself in that. And you did that in scripture. You did that relationally by um, by connecting with people from within the church. Like it was it was really encouraging to, and and convicting to see um, just your diligence in, in wanting to surround yourself in that. Um, and as I was saying that, I forgot the other thing that I wanted to point out that was also awesome. Well, you made an important distinction earlier between, I I don't know if you use the word moralism or morals, like good morals, Mm -hmm. that this is a book club about learning good morals versus, I think you used the word believing. I wonder if you want to maybe expand on that a little bit, because I feel like that's really important. One... Right after I finished my 90-day Bible plan, I read Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Woohoo! And good choice. <laughs> there is a portion in there where he talks about that if you look at Jesus as a moral teacher, you're not going to you're not going to get anywhere with that. And um you know, that kind of puts it all into perspective a little bit more where if you're going to believe in Jesus and you're going to believe in God as, you know, the living, loving God, you're going to, I don't want to say he was going to say go further by any means, but you're going to get, getting what you need is not the right way to say it either. But he, I mean, you're definitely going to, if you believe in it and you go after it, I feel like you're going to feel God's love and Jesus' love and you're going to be forgiven. And It was a very different experience. Yeah. It's hard to put it into words, really. It's, it's a reality that you're describing more than just a behavior that you learn. It's a living relationship with the one who made us. And that is so different than just learning to not tell lies yeah. or to right. not steal. Right, to just follow a list of rules rather than understanding this is the lens that you are seeing the world through. And that's that's definitely been something that has that that you've responded to, that you look at work in a different way. You've you've shared that you you approach family in a different way. That now that you are seeing things through this lens, that's not just affecting how you follow the follow an expressed list of rules but it's it's changing your attitude towards things in your life can you think of an is there an example of something that you'd be willing to share that that has changed in how you view it ah there's so many i mean the one thing that really comes to mind though is just an overall consensus after i attended the men's faith conference the big topic there and what was preached there and talked about there was living Christ-like, being like Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that after that, it kind of sprawled into every decision that I have that comes right on my plate. I'm trying to figure out 
what would Christ do or what would Jesus do and trying to make my decisions based on that. I mean, when it comes to everything, you know, if me and the wife are having an argument or if the kids aren't getting along correctly or they're not listening, you know, and things that come from work, you just got to figure out what is, I don't want to say the right thing to do, but I mean, what is the right thing to do? What would Jesus do? And Mm. kind of approaching my whole, my whole life off that after, after that. So what a different view. Would Jesus be having this argument right now? Yeah. Would Jesus make this deal with this customer? Like to, to be able to think through in those terms is is a paradigm shift in, in how you're approaching just day-to-day decisions. I remembered the thing that I, I wanted to bring up before because Jesus loves me the most and he helps me to remember because my brain does not function. <laughs> um, I want... I, 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 hope it's encouraging to point out to people who who are listening. I don't know if you picked up on it when he said it earlier, but you mentioned you are not really a reader, hmm. which might be surprising to people who also heard you say you did a through the Bible in 90 days plan. And I think it's worth pointing out, not only did not fall behind in that, but actually got ahead in that. One of the times that we met... <laughs> You had you had some extra spare time, and you got you were reading ahead in your through the Bible in ninety days plan, which I found just astounding. Um, but at, once you told me that you were doing that, I remember asking you. I just assumed, oh, so you're you're a, a big reader, right? And and if I remember correctly, your response to me at the time was that you you couldn't think of a book that you had read cover to cover or it was at least it was a very small list of books that you had read cover to cover at that point right yeah books that i'd actually say i'd go out and venture and say i didn't read a full book since i was in high school which i mean wasn't this is not too long ago i mean we're talking six seven years but um but when a teacher was going to give you a pass fail on whether or not you finished it that was the last time you yeah you picked up a book yeah willingly yeah so so clearly you viewed the idea of reading through scripture as different from like you didn't you didn't allow the idea that you are not really a quote-unquote reader to deter you from from reading through the bible and then immediately picking up some c.s lewis which is also not exactly light reading yeah i didn't let it deter me at all um why what was different about that uh, that's that's a good question i mean i can't i couldn't give you an answer really i just feel I started reading and then I just wanted to keep reading. I couldn't put it down. One thing I've read one time was somebody had mentioned like uh, it was a reading plan of eat this word, a Bible reading plan. Mm. And that's kind of how I looked at it is I feel like people need it to prosper, survive. I mean, we need food to eat. I feel we need Mm. God. Mm. It's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I really... And I've I've read a ton of books other than that. I really like the apologetics of things, all the C.S. Lewis books. And um, I really kind of kick-started a reading habit for me. And hmm. I read every day now. Interesting. So, so setting yourself a challenge to read through the Bible ignited a... A new habit of reading, a new uh, rhythm that didn't exist before that. Yeah, yeah, complete new rhythm. 
That's awesome. I hope I hope that that's encouraging to those of you who are listening who who feel like that's not something that you could do, who feel like, well, I'm I I couldn't do that every day or I have a difficulty reading. Um Will is one of many examples of people that we've talked to here that um some some who even have significant disabilities in reading but who who find the priority of scripture, who see it as food, as sustenance, as so necessary to get through that they figure out ways to to push push through either that those obstacles or that hesitation and and have found just the fruit of of immersing themselves in the word in that way. So I'm super encouraged by that. Um Jeff, yes. I've been kind of monopolizing the conversation. Do you have any questions for Will? Oh, I think that's a really important point. I mean, I can actually relate because when I, with C.S. Lewis in particular, like I had learned as a young child to read the Bible and then I stumbled across Mere Christianity, the book you mentioned. And I think before I read that, I would not have considered myself a reader like we were talking about. But after that, something ignited in me and even the word of God became more alive for me when I learned to do that. I guess one thing I think would be interesting, just specifics around that 90-day plan in case anyone's thinking, I'd like to try that. Was it a certain number of chapters a day or how did it work? Oh, the chapters daily varied. Okay. I know that it was a lot of reading though. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was a lot of reading and there wasn't a certain number of chapters a day. It was kind of just broken up and... So you found a plan somewhere. Okay, that's great. Yeah. On uh, the U version Bible app, that, that's they're they're a great app. I love yeah. that app. They have a ton of plans on there, and never yes. lose your spot. So if you're hearing this and you are interested, you could look up U version, or you could give the church a call or email us. We'd love to help you get connected with that, because having a plan really does help. Yeah, um, it gets beyond just I intend to do this. To I can actually do it. I just take this next step and I do this. At least for me, that helps a lot. I don't think I would have finished it if I didn't have something saying, April 6th, you need to read mm-hmm. X amount of chapters of these books. So It makes such a difference having a specific goal. And, and not that the the ultimate end is checking off that box for that day, but to have that plan. Because if you just, if, if your plan is, I'll just wake up in the morning and read something for... A random amount of time, whatever strikes me, um, not not only is that not going to go well, it's likely to not happen at all. So to be able to have that specific, like I want to to get through the whole Bible, and and here's the plan that I'm going to use in order to do that. And then what was so awesome is in all those conversations that we had as you were going through that, things that we were preaching on Sundays, or or things that were happening around us, or things that were happening in your life, you were regularly saying, hey, that reminds me of this thing that happened to Elijah that I just read a little bit ago. Like, be- because you were covering such large chunks, you had a, a pretty great grasp of the narrative of all of Scripture, and you were kind of seeing how that all connected. Um, how... How has your reading now changed? You said you're still reading every day, but what is what is intentional reading in the Word look like for you now? Um, well, so I did the 90-day Bible plan. Um, I wanted to do a year plan so I can spend a little more time um, and kind of meditate on things a little more. Um, one thing I'm working on is actually trying to memorize Scripture. 
Um, I feel like that is pretty useful. Um, and then other than that, like I had pointed out, I really like the whole um, apologetics and theology of apologetics just because it's basically making a case for God. And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's great. And I think that's great knowledge to have as we're called to be, um, you know, I can't say the word right. It's e- evangelical. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to to be or to be evangelistic, yes. to share to share the gospel with other people. The and for those of you who are listening who don't know what the term apologetics means, that just means defending the faith. So books on on, on how to um, defend what we believe based on what Scripture says, and uh, and answering the arguments that that philosophers or other religious other religions or culture would have against Christianity. So it's not apologizing. Correct. No. Cause it does sound right. like that. It's not asking it? I love books on apologizing for Christianity. No, <laughs> no, no. very different. It's making a case for, yeah, it's I, wonderful. Could, yeah. I could see where the apologetics would get <laughs> misconstrued there. Right. Oh, I love that. And I love that you brought up scripture memorization. We, we grossly underestimate how, how powerful that is. And I love, um, I love how clear it is that the spirit is is leading you in these things, Will, because you're so you're so matter of fact about them, right? You're not you're just saying, well, I started reading scripture because it seems like that'd be a helpful thing to do. Like, yeah, yes, yes, it is. It is. It is amazing, and uh, and I can't I can't wait to hear how how the spirit uses that, how, how your father loves you in that, teaches you in that, leads you through that and, and brings those things to your mind in moments when you need them most. So, Will, I have a question. More like kind of getting up to today more than like past. Mm-hmm. What would you say like lately in your times with God, reading the Bible, what, what has he been teaching you? Has there been something specific that you feel like um, he's been highlighting as you've read and spent time with him one big thing um is i was off for 10 weeks and through that 10 Mm. weeks um it was seemed to be a lot of you know showing love for my family i feel um with the whole coronavirus and everything 10 weeks i was off and it seemed to be that a lot of the stuff i was reading or um, praying about where it was trying to lead me closer to being a better father, a better husband, and um, just more along the lines of that. I feel like that was something that was kind of highlighted and made me appreciate everything a little more. So I forgot, I had forgotten that, that due to this virus, you were off. Yeah. Not off as in on vacation. No. <laughs> off uh, of work, which is uh, many people listening could be exper- have have experienced that or are experiencing it. Um, I love that through that God was teaching you, and it helped uh, have the podcast too. I mean that was that was really helpful. I was really happy to hear that you guys were putting that out, and then the way the sermons are being done online and everything makes everything a little more graspable and um, available to people and gives them hope, really. Hmm. Well, then I'm particularly glad that you're here today because you've been served by the podcast and now you're here serving others 
through participating in the podcast. So thanks for your help with that. Yeah, I've loved the podcast the whole ride through so far. So, and I'm really happy to be here. I know I said that in the beginning, but I'm really happy to be here. So, hmm. it's good to have you here. It is indeed. Anything, anything that you would love to share? Like when I asked you if you want to participate in this, was there anything that popped into your head that you thought, "Oh man, I would love to have a mic in front of my face to be able to say this." I don't think so. You guys always do a good job covering just about everything. I appreciate the encouragement. That was unnecessary, but appreciate it. <laughs> no. I didn't tell him to say that, by the way. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't think of anything other than maybe just uh, surround yourself with people. Surround yourself with other people hmm. that are in the Christian faith, that are in the church. Um, one of my favorite life sayings and one thing I really follow by is uh, people need people. And I feel as if, I mean, you're listening to this, so you have some sort of faith and um, surrounding yourself with other people that have faith can really open up a lot of doors and spark a lot of friendships. I mean, I, I didn't really have a lot of friends before I started attending church and now we're a part of um, a gospel community dinner weekly and uh, I made really good friends with the guys there and um, I feel like it just opens opens up a lot of doors so surround yourself with people that's what I'd have to say I think it's good counsel I affirm that it's a great word well it has been wonderful to have you here and we are, this always goes much faster than I anticipated going. I feel like we've just gotten started here, um, but we are out of time already. So thank you again for joining us. For those of you listening, this will be coming out on Thursday and we'll have another one coming on Tuesday. We hope to be able to see you in person outside worshiping or online. We also have, I wanted to mention too, we do have a way for people that do not have internet access and who cannot be here to be worshiping with us. So if you know of someone who could use help to maybe hear the sermon through a phone, please give the church call, the church office a call or email me. I would love to make sure that happens. We have people every week who are calling in and listening via audio as well. Hope you're having a great week, Faith family, and we will see you soon.